First to the actual profits for QBE, its full-year profit more than doubled to just under $2 billion, writing premiums now worth more than $33 billion over 27 countries. For IAG, a slightly lower profit over the half-year of $407 million because of a one-off accounting factor. But importantly, its insurance profit is up significantly to $614 million. Once again, higher premiums, and as you can imagine... All of this going down like a lead balloon with struggling households. But when IAG Chief Executive Nick Hawkins spoke to investors this morning, he initially sidestepped the big profit numbers and went straight to the pressures, saying he knows it's tough. But he makes the point that IAG settled $6 billion in the period with 730,000 claims in Australia and New Zealand in the face of high inflation needing to be factored in for claims, rising natural perils and the cost of reinsurance That's the need for an insurance company to insure itself. Nick Hawkins says insurance companies need to keep making the big profits to handle more disasters and more expensive claims, but he accepts it's a tough story to spin. We know it's it's tough for our customers. Um, you know, there's been some real challenges that we've had to face into it as, a, as an industry. Reinsurance, you know, natural perils, inflationary pressure that we've seen across our motor and property. We, you know, that's had to flow through to pricing, unfortunately. And of course, that's in, impacted our customers. And we know that they're doing it tough. You have a responsibility to shareholders to keep delivering big profits, but you'd understand this only magnifies the pain for households who are probably wondering how they can keep paying these higher premiums. Yeah, I mean, we've got you know, multiple stakeholders that, that we're managing for, but importantly, customers are at the centre of that. And you know, what we do is we play this pretty important role in Australia as a shock absorber for those customers. Um, and so, of course, as part of that, we need to make sure that we're financially strong to play that important sort of shock, shock absorber role for our country. Inflation is still very high and insurance is now one of the biggest factors keeping it high. But if inflation does start to slow, does that mean that IAG and other insurers can soon start reducing premiums to provide some sort of relief? Certainly within, say, the motor portfolio, there's been quite a lot of inflationary pressure around labour, parts, things like that. So, so I see as that slowing down and we're seeing some examples of that already. I think properties are slightly different uh, because what we do know is we are expecting, unfortunately, increased frequency and severity of weather events across our country. And, you know, we know the cost of reinsurance, the cost of those perils is only going up and we expect that to occur uh, over the next number of years. At the same time, though, you've had to deal with complaints about claims handling from customers, particularly after devastating floods. What are you doing about that? You know, we, we are here for our customers and when we have issues and challenges with them, then that, we're very disappointed by that and we're, we've made changes. I mean, as an example, in the floods of 22, we had over 64,000 claims and, and you know, we've made a number of um, changes within our, our company to actually improve the way we can run it so we can actually deal with these large events and deal with our customers better. We've increased just the number of people we have working in claims and we're investing heavily in technology because we know that communication has been a real challenge too when we're trying to deal with such large events and being able to easily communicate to make sure our customers understand where they're at with us. You spend a lot of time dealing with uh, federal, state and local governments about resilience, but how do you stop people from building homes that are in flood and disaster-prone areas? I mean, I think that's a critical thing for our country. You know, we have to accept 
that over the last hundred or so years, we have built communities in places of higher risk. So then, you know, investing in mitigation, you know, strengthening the resilience of those communities has is, is got to be a priority of state, federal, local communities. But in addition to that, let's not make any more mistakes. Um, and so I think then a coordinated approach across council, state and federal governments to ensure that we don't increase the problem through some of, some of our planning decisions, I think is actually critical.